A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to the Karma You podcast. This is your host, Chloe Brotheridge. I'm a coach, a hypnotherapist, and I'm the author of The Anxiety Solution and Brave New Girl. And this podcast is all about helping you to become your calmest, happiest, and most confident self. Hello, hello. So today I'm talking about high-functioning anxiety. And this is not a like a medical term, your doctor will not diagnose you with high function anxiety, but it's a term that's often used to describe the type of anxiety that happens in people who are very high functioning. So if you have high functioning anxiety, it might seem from the outside that things are going really well, you might be really successful in your professional life, you might have a personal life that is ticking all the boxes. But inside, you know, you might be experiencing a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress and tension and I'm going to explain in this podcast about the most common signs of high functioning anxiety and what we can do about them, some some things that we can do about them. So I guess the first thing to know is that you know it's something that maybe from the outside people think you're doing really well and actually they might praise you and you might get a lot of social recognition for the very things that cause you anxiety. I'm going to talk about those in a minute. Because inside there might be a lot of self-doubt, a lot of worry, a lot of um, pushing yourself and putting a lot of pressure on yourself that can make life very difficult, even though on the outside it might seem all rosy. So the first sign of high-functioning anxiety is perfectionism. So if you struggle with this, you might have a very strong need for validation from other people. Um, You might have a strong need for acceptance from others and a strong desire to be seen as perfect. And we can really have, when we have this type of anxiety, we can really have a very, very powerful fear of rejection and a fear of what other people might think. And we may feel deep down that we're never good enough. It doesn't matter what we do, what we achieve, what compliments we get, it's still never going to be enough. And there can actually be a lot of shame, a lot of self-loathing that can come along with perfectionism in this way, because when we're perfectionists, it's never good enough. We set the bar so high that we never quite reach it. And so you're constantly beating yourself up. You're constantly thinking to yourself, you know, I'm never going to be good enough. Why, Why didn't I do this right? Why did that person not like me? Why am I not more successful than this? 
And so it's impossible to meet our own standards. And so we're always going to feel bad. We're always going to feel anxious and we're always going to try and push ourselves harder. And perfectionism is one of those things I mentioned earlier that is often seen as a, a good thing. You know, often when I speak to people about this, they say, hang on, isn't perfectionism, you know, isn't that a great quality? And of course, perfectionism can be really great. You want your, your brain surgeon to be a perfectionist. <laughs> but if we're applying this perfectionism in every area of our lives, it can make us miserable. And so asking yourself, is that perfectionism really serving you? And if we're perfectionists, it's essential to learn that good enough is enough. Unless you are a brain surgeon, things do not need to be done at 150% of your capacity. Good enough is enough. And done is better than perfect. You know, how many of those of us with perfectionist tendencies will put things off rather than doing them imperfectly? We'd rather not do them at all. So done is better than perfect. And an exercise that I sometimes share with my clients from CBT is around practicing lowering your standards. I know that might sound painful if you're a real perfectionist, but can you practice lowering your standards? What would it be like to lower your standards by 10%, for example? You know, to only reread that email four times instead of six times. What would it be like to notice that feeling that it's not quite good enough for your high, high standards, but to put something out there anyway, or to go to the event knowing that your makeup is not as perfect as you want it to be, but learning that you can do that. You can be imperfect and it's not the end of the world. Actually, it's fine. People probably don't care. But getting comfortable with the discomfort of, you know, lowering your standards a little bit. And this is a practice and it's something that we, you know, with practice, we can adjust and we can start to make this change. So another sign of high functioning anxiety is around sleep. And it might look like for you struggling to get to sleep because you have been on high alert all day you've been having a huge amount of adrenaline pumping through your body all day and when it comes to bedtime it's hard to unwind it's hard to switch off it's, it's hard to quieten your thoughts that have been racing and going at like 100 miles an hour or maybe you are somebody that wakes up really early this is one I used to hear all the time from my one-to-one -one clients waking up at 5am every day not because you want to be part of the 5am club and you're going to do your journaling, but because your heart is racing and you're maybe thinking about the day ahead, you're anticipating all the things you have to do and you're just full of adrenaline and you might be exhausted, but you're wide awake at 5am. And so if you have high functioning anxiety, having some kind of wind down technique and routine and process to help you to switch off before bed is going to be really important. And for some of you, this is old hat, but for lots of us, you know, myself included, you know, I recently started working on this and trying to improve my sleep quality. And I realised that, you know, if I want to be in bed by 10, I have to actually start getting ready for bed at like 9.20 and brushing teeth, maybe reading a book, maybe listening to a hypnosis session or a guided meditation or something before bed so I can be asleep by 10. You know, for you, it might be reading a book, you know, Reading a book is an amazing way to help yourself to let go of the worries of the day. Choose something like light-hearted. <laughs> Don't read a murder thriller before bed. Um, well, maybe, maybe that helps. Maybe that works for you. But usually people, I mean, I hear Harry Potter is excellent for <laughs> helping people to get to sleep. 
It might be that you drink a cup of herbal tea. Maybe you take a bath. Maybe you slather yourself in essential oils. <laughs> maybe you give yourself a facial massage. Maybe you listen, like me, to some kind of meditation or hypnosis session or ASMR um, just to help you to switch off, unwind, get your nervous system to switch gears. So many of us go from our laptop to bed and then we're surprised when we wake up super early in the morning or we can't sleep at night. So we've got to have that bedtime routine. So the next sign is burnout. Honestly, burnout is, I mean, I've never experienced it myself. Thank God. It sounds completely awful. Are you exhausted when you wake up in the morning, even though you may have been in bed for eight hours? Do you find yourself crying for no reason, it seems? Do you feel as though you're close to your edge or close to the end of your tether? Do you feel like you could just collapse? High functioning anxiety can lead to burnout. And this is something we really want to keep an eye on. I've spoken to lots of people for the podcast about burnout. And it's one of those things we don't want to get to that point. We really don't want to get to that point because by the time we've got to burnout, it can often lead to having several weeks in bed, if not months for some people. And, you know, if you are somebody that likes to get stuff done and be busy and productive, then that's going to be awful. And it's going to be so much better for you if we can notice the signs before they start to impact you in that way. Some other signs of burnout might be cynicism. You know, have you lost your enjoyment of life? Does everything seem a bit humdrum and nothing gets you excited anymore? It could be depression. It could be being really irritable. You know, are you snapping at people more than you would normally? It could be something that, you know, affects your confidence. You might just notice a big drop in your confidence. So I think we've got to get to know what are the signs that our body is showing us that we're getting close to burning out? What are the signs of stress that we can quite often miss? You know, for you, it might be you get, you know, a dodgy tummy and that's linked to stress for you. And it's like your body is saying, pay attention to this. Or maybe you do find yourself waking up early in the morning. Maybe you're snapping at your partner more than you do normally. Noticing those signs and remembering that, Taking care of ourselves as we go along is going to be such a better way of doing it than reaching burnout and trying to recover from that. And I always say to people, this reminder, rest is productive. Rest is productive. We need rest to, I don't want to say this, we need rest to be at our best. <laughs> Unintentional rhymes. But we really do need to have that balance and it enables us to be on our game and focused and paying attention and being present for ourselves and for the people we love. So prioritise rest, it really is so important. Another sign is that you're an excessive warrior. So hello fellow excessive warrior, I see you, I feel you. It can sometimes feel as though there's a tiny army of what-ifs marching across my brain and you know everything gets overanalyzed to the highest extent. And we're thinking about every possible outcome of the situation that we're in. But, you know, a certain amount of worrying is normal. It, everyone worries. I'm not going to try and pathologise worrying. And if you're going through a stressful time, we're going through a very uncertain time at the moment. And worrying is something that can, you know, increase during uncertain times. But if it's ruining your peace of mind, if it's stopping you from being present, if it's stopping you from enjoying your life, if it is it means that you can't switch off and relax, then it could be a sign of high functioning anxiety and something that, you know, you could do well to take some action on. 
So one thing that I've really noticed about worrying is that it's it's our way of trying to control things. You know, who likes to be in control? I know I do. We like to be in control because control means safety in our minds. And so by worrying and thinking about everything that could happen, we're trying to keep ourselves safe. And that is such a human thing. It's so normal. And actually, so many of us do it. So don't make yourself wrong for that. But the reality is that when we are overthinking and worrying, we're out of the present moment. Blood flow goes to the amygdala. It goes away from the frontal cortex, the part of your brain that helps you to think clearly, make decisions and be rational. And so we're out of the present. We're not thinking rationally and we're distracted by the thoughts and we're we're actually less safe. We're actually less safe and we're actually less in control when we're in a state of worrying and overthinking. So this pattern that is trying to keep us safe isn't actually doing its job. So can we remind ourselves of that? You know, sometimes I say to myself, you know, worries. I know you're trying to help me, but you're really, you know, taking me out of the present. You're you're stopping me from being able to really think clearly and, and solve this problem if there is a problem that needs to be solved. So do what you can to regain control of your mind, meditation, exercise, to get yourself back into your body and out of your head. Find something that works for you. There are so many tools. I've talked about hundreds on this podcast and um, we've got to find what works for us to calm our minds down and come back to the present moment. So next up is you're a people pleaser. So when you're a people pleaser, you put others' needs first before your own and sometimes to the detriment of your own health and your own well-being and it can very often be linked to our own sense of self-worth we measure our value and worth by what people think of us by how valuable we are in the eyes of other people so we're always helping putting others first being the nice person being the listener being the easygoing one We are basically trying to control, it's control again, we're trying to control what other people think and feel about us. And yet, this is something that we really can't control. I heard someone say, I think it was Byron Katie, who's an author and she's a spiritual teacher. And I think she said, I'm going to paraphrase, that like being a people pleaser is a form of manipulation. Because we're trying to manipulate people into liking us. And I know that might be a bit of a bitter pill to swallow but when you think about it it is true and what's interesting is when we're a people pleaser we bend ourselves out of shape to try to fit in with others try and please others and it takes us away from ourselves it takes us away from our real personality the unique quirks and interesting things about us and it's like we I talk about this in my book The Confidence Solution when you when you try to smooth smooth your rough edges, you dim your sparkle. When you try to smooth your rough edges, you dim your sparkle. When we're trying to please other people all the time, we're not really able to be ourselves. We're not able to be at our best, really. And that means that for, for other people, we're not going to attract the sort of people into our lives that really are going to value us for us and are really going to appreciate the uniqueness that we are. So don't smooth your rough edges too much. There can be benefits to being a people pleaser. It's not all bad, of course. It's nice to be nice. (laughs) But are you trying to control what other people think? And in the process, are you actually hurting yourself and not being true to yourself? 
So things like saying no, it's kind of like a muscle that we can flex. And the more you do it, the easier it's going to get. So I'm inviting you to think about something you could say no to this week. Is there something that you've been wanting to say no to, but you feel bad, you feel guilty, or you worry about how the other person is going to respond to that? Can you say no? And um, see what happens to try it as an experiment. So another sign of high functioning anxiety is that you can't switch off and relax. So this is a very common refrain from my one-to-one clients. I can't relax even on holiday, even on holiday. And it's classic high functioning anxiety behavior. So for this, I, I strongly recommend trying something like hypnotherapy. You don't have to come and see a practitioner and spend tons of money. Hypnotherapy recordings work incredibly well. They're one of the things that helped me massively 10, 11 years ago when I first discovered hypnotherapy and it massively helped me with my anxiety. I found it really hard to switch off. And so I have a free one on my website. If you head to karma-u.com forward slash free, you can download a hypnotherapy session that will help you if you're somebody that can't switch off, that can't relax, not even on holiday. Or if you just want to take 25 minutes to yourself and if you're somebody that knows which is something that I believe, that anxiety is so subconscious. We don't decide to be anxious. We don't decide to have, you know, perfectionist thoughts or not feel good enough. It's something that comes from the subconscious. And so in hypnotherapy, we're working with the subconscious mind. So yeah, download that uh, free hypnotherapy recording, try it out. And I think you will find it effective. So I think this is the last one. Okay, yes, yeah, so number seven, you constantly beat yourself up. So we all have an inner critic. We all have an inner critic, but with with high functioning anxiety, it's like that inner critic can just be turned up to like 150. And particularly if we feel that we may have fallen short of our standards, or maybe we've quote unquote failed at something, or maybe we've been criticized by someone else that's when we can really start to beat ourselves up. We hold ourselves to these impossible standards and we, you know, it might even be something outside of your control. You might have been made redundant. Your business might be struggling in the pandemic. You might have, um, you know, experienced any number of things related to the last year and a half that we've been through. If you're constantly beating yourself up about that, the truth of the matter is, is that beating yourself up is not motivating. If you listen to the podcast I did a couple of weeks ago with Kristin Neff, who's a world authority on self-compassion, you'll hear her talk about the studies into self-compassion and how self-compassion is like a cushion for failure. So we're more likely to try again. We're more likely to bounce back if we can be kind to ourselves. It's more motivating and it helps us to bring out the best in ourselves. No matter what you might think about needing to give yourself a hard time, I promise you, you bring out the best in yourself by being kind to yourself. So please don't beat yourself up too much. So hopefully that's been helpful. Know that you are in good company. Famous people with with, uh, high functioning anxiety include Oprah, Stephen Colbert, Kourtney Kardashian, Adele, Ryan Reynolds, Selena Gomez, Taylor Swift and Missy Elliott, who are all high achievers who have spoken about their experience of anxiety. So you're in good company, you're not alone and I hope you've taken something from this episode that will help you and send you lots of love. Don't forget to get that free hypnotherapy recording at karma you, karma hyphen you, sorry, forward slash free. 
and I have loads of blogs on my website, all the other podcast episodes. I invite you to come over and check it out. And I'm wishing you a great week ahead. Lots of love. You have been listening to the Karma You podcast with me, Chloe Brotheridge. Don't forget you can download loads of freebies for anxiety and confidence at my website, karmayou.com. You can also find out about my app and my one-on-one sessions. Please do subscribe to this podcast in the Apple Podcast app. And if you have enjoyed it or found it helpful, please leave me a review. It makes a massive difference to helping the podcast get discovered by other people. And come on over and find me on Instagram. I'm hanging out there every day. You can find me at Chloe Brotheridge. Let me know what you thought of this episode. And please do share it with anyone who might need to hear this today. So I'm sending you loads of love and I hope you have a brilliant week ahead. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.